Welcome to the OIS Podcast, where you get candid conversations with the leaders and drivers of ophthalmic innovation. And now, here's our host, Tom Salemi. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Tom Salemi and you are listening to the OIS Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We're also uh, welcoming back our guest, uh, Andrew Chang, spoke with us about a year and a half ago. He was the general manager and VP of U.S. Surgical for Bausch & Lomb. Now he has a new job. He is head of global sales for ophthalmic devices at Carl Zeiss. Uh, Carl Zeiss, of course, has been getting a lot of attention. Jim Mazo uh, came on board earlier this year to, to head the ophthalmics unit, and he's, uh, he's bringing in some new managers, including Andrew Chang. Interesting story. Andrew and, and Jim had never worked together, but uh, they had worked against each other. And Andrew uh, speaks to how he and Jim uh, came to appreciate one another and how he ultimately joined Jim at, uh, at Carl Zeiss. So Carl Zeiss has got a, a lot going on, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, work underway to, uh, to really expand the Elthomic franchise, and Andrew is going to be a huge part of it. So I hope you enjoy uh, this visit with Andrew Chang. We recorded this prior to uh, AAO. Uh, it's been something we've been holding on to for just a little bit. But uh, Andrew's a great interview, a good guy, and uh, we look forward to seeing him at future OISs. So enjoy this interview with Andrew Chang of Carl Zeiss. All right, well, Andy Chang, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for the opportunity. You are, uh, you are a returning guest, so you're now a frequent flyer member of the OIS podcast, but you have a new title and a new job and a new company, so congratulations. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a warm welcome from everybody. So you are now with uh, Carl Zeiss Meditech, and you will lead global sales. So what is, uh, what's your exact title there? Yeah, so I am the head of global sales, optomic devices, so in charge of everything ophthalmology and optometry for Carl Zeiss Meditech around the world. That's so exciting times. And you had previously yeah. been with uh, with Bausch and Lomb, and there you were general manager and vice president of U.S. Surgical. Did you uh, just focus on the U.S. in your previous gig, or, or did you do worldwide there as well? Yeah, mostly U.S. on a full P&L perspective at Bausch and Lomb and a little bit of touch point on certainly the, the worldwide efforts in terms of R&D, operations, and all of that. So what is that, uh, that transition like? Your, your playing field is, is a lot larger than it was. Um, is it uh, just merely expanding your horizons, or is it a completely different kind of gig focusing on, on one company versus the worldwide sales? Yeah, absolutely. So what really intrigued me was the focus on innovation, the focus on patient care. And if you think about what Carl Zeiss can bring to the table to ophthalmologists, optometry, and the patients, uh, we're the only company that can do that. So if you think about identifying, diagnosing to treatment, and then maintaining that patient care, uh, whether it's an IOL master, Cirrus OCT, to Callisto, Visumax, uh, IOLs, FACO, all the way through, you, you have that continuum, and then you have that maintenance of the patient, whether they're successful or they need retreatment. Um, so that's what really intrigued me. And then it's on a global presence because of the focus from Michael Koschke, Ludwin, Ludwin Mons, to Jim Mazo uh, is pushing the company forward in not just a transactional type of pers- uh, pr- um, perspective, but also pushing into a procedural and clinical outcomes based. 
So is it, are the, the pressure points uh, sales-wise different uh, in the U.S. and outside the U.S.? And by pressure points, I mean the, the, the way you connect with the optometrist, connect with the ophthalmologist. Is, this, um, is, is, it, is a sale a sale or is, is it just, does it really vary from market to market? It does vary market to market, but I, uh, what I think, what, one thing that Jim and I want to bring to the table in a major way is uh, the side-by-side collaboration and uh, in terms of not just product development, but also in the clinical outcomes and the execution in the clinic for ophthalmologists and optometrists. And that's the one thing we want to bring to the table in a major way. I think that's probably been different in the past. Interesting. And... Um how did you come to uh, connect with the shop? Because you weren't well, you weren't part of the Allegan group that uh, that Jim Mazo was sort of part of. Did you folks ever work together? Or did I miss some overlap on on your resumes? No, no. This is a funny story. So Jim and I were probably, and Jim tells the story pretty well, probably much better than <laughs> I can. We, yeah, yeah. We were always on opposite ends. In fact, we were in the space. We obviously admired each other's work quite a bit. Uh, I was at I was at Bausch, and I was always telling Jim that we need better representation and I'm sending him scathing emails and he's sending back some funny emails back and forth. And that's really how, how our relationship started. Um, and, and I think through that, he understands both. We, we understood each other's passion for ophthalmology. Uh, we understand what it means to partner up with patients, uh, patients' care and also our surgeons in bringing that support to their clinic and how important that is for a company, but a, a sustaining company, not just to be a lasting presence and a lasting name, but to really be number one in the market. Well, that's great. Did, did, uh, did you require any thinking about this job? It sounds like a great opportunity, one that would, would be uh, difficult to pass up. Yeah, it was, it was really difficult to pass up. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be in charge of a, a world-class global organization with the type of depth and history uh, that we have here at Zeiss and then, and then be able to work with Jim for sure. So what has been, uh, what's the, the past month been like? Because you literally just started there a month ago, right? What, uh, what, how do you enter a situation like this? Uh, what do you do to, to sort of get a lay of the land or, or at least begin to get a lay of the land at a big company like Zeiss? Yeah, the, the, what I understood very early on uh, and, and seen really early on through my tour, through the company, through all the different sites, there's a great number of uh, people that work here and certainly their passion for innovation and developing technologies in the culture is very, very strong. So not only, I think everybody has a physicist in title somewhere along the line, except for Jim and I, I think. <laughs> uh, but, but I think that's, yeah, exactly. And I think that's where we can offer a lot of value is, is, the, is the customer approach. I think all of us have carried a bag in the field focus and, and really focus on what we can bring to their practice um, and the customers and, and the patients. Were you working in, uh, in optometry before? I uh, had a slight touch. Uh, we knew a lot of the key stakeholders within optometry, and certainly I need to do a better job now moving forward uh, with people like Paul Carpecki, Dr. Carpecki, mm-hmm. Dr. Cunningham, um, and a number of other folks that we've worked with in the past on the, some of the other markets like when I was at ISTA. And, and what are you doing now to sort of, again, you've only been there a month, so I'm, I'm sure you're, you're, you haven't made all, any changes or wholesale changes if you even intend to. But what, what kind of uh, infrastructure are you setting up to, to, to allow yourself to sort of go forward and to, to lead this yeah. in the direction you want it to go and, and you and Jim want it to go? 
Yeah, so one of the things we are executing even now, uh, just finishing off at AAO, we, we want to bring the entire presence uh, and the entire presence of the product portfolio. Like I just mentioned earlier, you went from diagnosis, surgical treatment, and then the maintenance of that. So how does that approach um, bring to the, how do we bring that approach to the, to the customers? But it's also within how we live by each and every day from the sales perspective or a clinical outcome spe- uh, perspective. That has to carry through um, in our team and, and our approach, not just from a philosophy, but how we practice that when we see our customers. You know, our ophthalmologists or optometrists, when they come up to us and say, well, show me, show me your latest technology in OCT. Show me your latest technology in, in um, IOL Master 700. That's great, but it doesn't end there. So how, how can we bridge that gap and, and bring that forward uh, through the, the entire spectrum of care all, all the different product portfolios that we have. And how much of, you mentioned AAO, how, how did you, how did AAO go for you, by the way, under this new gig? Where were you, what, what was different about being at AAO with Zeiss as opposed to with your, your previous companies like Bausch? Oh, well, I love the team, uh, what, what Dane Maloney and, and uh, the folks and real true veterans like James Carter bring to the table. Uh, they, the, the, the format of AAO is is tremendously different than you know a pharma company or or a device company and other groups, because we are interacting with customers. They come with a specific need, um, and we share them what we have. But then they buy off the floor, and and that is a an exciting um, perspective that I've never had, but uh, certainly a a lot of fun. A lot of people are on their feet all the time, moving around. One of my, my main philosophies is I want to be on the floor to be there next to the customers, but also be there for our team so they know that we have, we're there for them uh, every step of the way. And going forward, how do you, how do you approach, the, again, we talked you, earlier, you had mentioned you, you touched upon optometry. You're doing it more now at Zeiss. Uh, how do you touch that market? What, what, what are the big meetings that you're going to there? And do you anticipate that? being as equal a part as op- ophthalmology of your, your job going forward, or is ophthalmology still primary? Do you, do you look at it as, do you see one as primary and one as secondary? What do you, how do well, you view this? I, I believe, the, no, no. So, so within the optometry space, um, we want to focus on the customer and all of their needs, right? So as optometry plays a major role in referring, we want that continuum to be more intelligent in the sense of uh, transferring information, uh, so we diagnose, as you know, and, and, and we detect. So in the early part of the process, let's say we're talking about our angioplex OCT. So if an optometrist has the OCT device, we utilize the forum, then communicate to the ophthalmologist or the retina specialist to say, hey, this is what we've seen. Take a look at this space. And then when you move into that space through through our platforms, you can communicate in a way that you haven't done before, other, other than just on a piece of paper or you're scanning images or sending images. If you're on the same platform uh, and soon to be cloud-based, you'll be able to then communicate uh, in a meaningful way and say, take a look at this scan over here. I've marked it for you. Why don't you take a look uh, with your clinic? And then maybe they refer to a retina specialist, which does the same thing. They could take the same scan and move it along any part of the, the retina uh, without bringing the patient ever back in. I mean, that's a totally different dynamic than what we're seeing today. So, well, come in, 
patient X, Y, and Z, or um, you know, patient Smith, and get another scan. And then now you move into the in the you know the future. You move that into the OR. You have the rescan technologies within our microscope. Then you know exactly what you did, and then you bring it right back back out into the clinic uh, and do another scan all through the same platform. And so they're all communicating together. I think that's where devices are going. Uh, we have to be more efficient in that way, and that's our goal: is to drive efficiency for our practices, uh, for our you know ophthalmologists as well as optometrists. Interesting. And on the on the sales side, are you um, do you see making any changes uh, of the group to adding people, um, moving people around, yeah, redistributing? I, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the things we are doing. As we venture into more of a clinical base and application base and outcome base, because we are driving patient care and the clinical outcomes, that's so important for uh, all of us, including our surgeons. Uh, the 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 goal is to bring practice development specialists or BDMs, I think, business uh, development managers into the fold. Uh, where where I'm seeing very early on in in certain countries and regions, we're doing excellent is when we have an account-based um, team that go in and understand what's going on in their, in their practice. So how do we make their clinical performance and practice efficiency better? So once we understand their needs, then we can, okay, we can pull in all the different tools, the different teams. And so that's the one area that we've seen very successful in, in terms of uh, certain regions within Zeiss. And we want to bring that everywhere. And, and so you're be adding people, or or do you have any plans? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Any numbers yet, or or is that still being determined? We have numbers. That I can <laughs> I'm not share telling. T- I'm not telling you, but we have numbers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know how it is. That's fine. Um, no, no, no. It's good. <laughs> and uh, just how, how different? It, I mean, without getting into where you've been and the companies you've worked at, but how different is it working at a company where? Uh, research and development and innovation is 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 a, a big part of the culture uh, when you're when you're selling. Does it give you a sort of I don't know a, a, a stronger foundation to stand on when you're selling new technologies, knowing that? Oh the- yeah, absolutely. I think all of us have to stand behind what we do and speak to our customers. It's not just about selling one box and then you leave. It's the approach has to be how can we make their practice better, and and it's a continuum is we will have updates there will be software will be a huge part of it um, and you know having a 170 year old company where their dna is driven off of innovation and technology is 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 a huge huge plus when someone says zeiss and zeiss optics you immediately elevate into a different level and i think that for me feels great um, and and the fact that, that you don't always have to fight for the next resource to continue that innovation has is, is been fantastic on my side, and I know what's in the pipeline or some of it that they're willing to share with me, um, and 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 that'll continue. And so for us and the sales team and the entire organization should be fully behind it, we are, and, and that's what we want to share and communicate. But it's not just about what's coming from the engineers, and one of the things that Jim and I want to bring and have brought is uh, with the introduction of our new team members like Steve Schauhorn and Aaron Schauhorn, it's, it's about the collaboration of clinical work and bringing them into the fold from looking under the hood and saying, okay, well, can you change this or make this a little bit more efficient? Um, or or how, how does that workflow dynamic uh, impact the practice? Maybe if you tweak here, you can make it that much better. 
Is that collaboration becoming more difficult in, in today's healthcare market where physicians are being, uh, physicians who work with industry are, are perhaps under more pressure than they've been in the past? I think so. I, I think there's some exposure there, especially you have some outliers that, that don't. Um, but we, if you take that apart, I, I think that collaboration has to be has to be there because again, from from my perspective, I don't know what what surgeons need or optometrists need day in and day out. They have to be a part of the solution and helping us guide us for the future. And how many times have we done this in the consumer products world where you look at a new device you just got and you're excited and you go, why on earth did they do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know our ophthalmologists and, and optometrists are saying that about our devices too <laughs> in, in some degree. And then some of them, they say, wow, that was brilliant. I'm glad you guys did that. And, and moving moving on technologies and, and technologies we've invested in like Smile, right, for Visumax, that is absolutely a game-changing technology. It's not there to replace LASIK. It's there to enhance the market. Uh, I'm actually one of those patients, so uh, that that was not a candidate, um, whether physically or psychologically, for PRK, but uh, or other or the other procedures. And this now, I, I become one of those patients that now are possible within within that new market. Mm-hmm. So you're not just a uh, you're not just a salesman on this. You're you're a client as well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Did you have it done prior to joining Zeiss, or did you? Uh... No, no. I'm I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Great. Well, we will yeah. have you on the podcast to talk about that uh, that successful outcome, no doubt. I, yeah, no doubt. I appreciate you taking a few minutes. I know you got a lot going on, and uh, congratulations on the new job, and uh, we'll certainly keep in touch. Yep, perfect. Thanks for your time, and I appreciate it, and we'll talk soon. Great. Thanks, Aaron. All right, well, that is a wrap. Andrew Chang, congratulations on the new job with Carl Zeiss. I'm glad you and Jim Mazo have, uh, have finally Join the same side and uh, look forward to seeing what uh, all of you can do at, uh, at Carl's Eyes. Many exciting uh, stories ahead and look forward to following that on the podcast. Thanks all of our OIS podcast listeners for joining us. It's, uh, this is really an amazing ride for us at OIS and uh, very happy to have you be part of it. We're going to be releasing uh, the, uh, some content from OIS at AAO in, uh, in coming weeks. We've got uh, the reports from the stage. We've got uh, reports that I did off stage, and write-ups from our editorial team. If uh, if you're not receiving the Eye on Innovation newsletter, you should be. You'll get uh, a lot of the content that way. So go to ois.net. Just give us your email, and you'll be signed up for the Eye on Innovation newsletter. If you want to make sure that you are receiving uh, the uh, content as it comes out, feel free to shoot me an email. My email is tom at healthogy. Dot com. That's the word health, followed by letters E-G-Y dot com. And I'll make sure you get on our mailing list if you aren't already on there. And uh, Healthogy, of course, is the company that produces OIS. So in case you were wondering about that connection. And uh, again, that's a wrap. And one more thing, if you uh, want to help us out at the podcast, just uh, go on iTunes or whatever platform you're using to listen to the podcast. Give us a rating, offer a comment. And uh, please do tell your friends. We are uh, very excited about the growth of this uh, podcast, and we want to uh, reach out and uh, reach as many people as possible. Thanks again for listening to the OIS podcast. Tune in next week for another tale of innovation.